can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Welcome to our show, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly, brought to you by the Talking Pools Podcast Network. My name is Kelly, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Kelly. How are you this morning? I'm doing very well. Excited to get started, and hopefully we can help out some pool professionals with our show today. I know. So today we wanted to talk to you guys about networking and how important it is for your business. Um, Tim, you, you want to talk about a little of what networking is? Networking for me is is building relationships in this business. Uh, whether you're you join a trade show and uh, a trade association, and you get involved with that association, and and you go to the all the shows, whether it's a the big national show or or you're going to um, some of the regional shows. I've been to a lot of them over the years. But you're you're building relationships with a lot of different people, and that's just not you know the trade association. But you're also working with um, relationships in your distribution or whatever wherever you're you're purchasing your products from. Um, those are a couple of big relationship builders that you're you're working with people and, and trying to build your business, get your name out there, get the education you need. You know, work on pricing with your distributors. I think we can talk a lot more about that in detail. What about you, Kelly? Um, when it comes to networking, I think it's a crucial part of any business, especially in the pool industry. Personally, I have been lucky that I've grown my network very large. But then, like you had said, you you go to the trade trade shows or join a trade association. And I think that's really key in growing your business because if there is something you don't do, you usually can find someone who does and is qualified to do it. So for me, joining a trade association was crucial. When I first started, half my route was given to me by fellow uh, trade association members. And yeah, in the first year, half of them, that's to me was a huge thing. And I love the support that I got from other people um, knowing that I'm just starting off. As I've gone through the years of having my business, I found that meeting the vendors, such as the companies like Blue XL and Natural Chemistry and the big three manufacturers, that that also helped a lot. I partnered up with one of the manufacturers and my business grew so much in the last year that I I don't even have to advertise that they recommend me. The people that I've met through them recommend me more. So yeah, I think that there's a huge importance in it. I totally agree. I've had some great reps over the years. And even with my mom and dad being in business for 35 years, uh, I got to know a lot of those reps and and still work with some of them today uh, that I that, that are still in the business and still working on the, in, the, in the pool industry. And I had an opportunity um, 
after I sold my business uh, working in distribution. So I kind of got, you know, I worked with um, my reps. I had some great reps with the distributor that I bought from, but being on that side and distribution side, I understand the importance of working with and having great dealers that you're working with. So being a kind of a rep, a sales rep for different products, I got to know a lot of great people, a lot of great pool dealers. And I understand that relationship is, is huge. Um, especially when it comes to, to working with pricing, uh, working with new products, keeping in touch with them. So uh, it's important to get involved with your, with your reps, know who they are because they can be a great asset to your company. Kelly, I see you have on here, do not see others as competition. And when I, when I first got started doing pool service, I was just working out of a truck and I would find myself on occasion needing a part and trying to go to my competition. And, uh, you know, I, they had a retail store. I didn't at the time. And, uh, I was really, that, that didn't work out very well. You know, I may have bought a part, but I wasn't really invited back. And I remember a, a story that I was, I was with my guys. Uh, we were at a, a Taco Bell and in, in the town I was working in. And it was funny cause it's never happened before. Hasn't happened since. And there's, four other pool companies having lunch at the same place at the same time. And uh, all of them were cordial except for one. And there was one company in, in my town that he had sat down next to me and all he wanted to talk about was how he wanted to put everybody out of business. And he was the only one and he was the guy. And so don't be that guy because your rep- reputation will precede you wherever you go. Yeah, in my area, there are more than enough pools for everyone. And if you give a quality service and you communicate with your customers, your pools look good, your repairs are quality work, you know, you give a good price, you shouldn't have to worry about the guy next door or the truck parked across the street because you've built that relationship. And I think that's where some people, they get, lost and they just think, oh, well, you're going to steal my pools. You're going to steal my pools. A great example would be when I talk about IPSA and their tech for tech program, which used to be sick, sick route coverage, they'll be like, well, I'm afraid that somebody's going to steal my, my customers away from me. But that's something that at least within the IPSA trade association shouldn't be a concern. Um, just provide quality service and you'll be fine. Don't worry about everyone else and make sure that you get the education you need. Yeah. Don't be afraid of everyone. I totally agree. And look what we're doing here. We have a podcast and our intent here is to help pool professionals to be better, do better, uh, provide uh, uh, be a resource for those in the pool industry, whether you're first starting out and you haven't even started the business yet, or whether you've been in the business 20 years. I think this uh, show and, and our network, the Talking Pools podcast can definitely be a resource to everyone out there. And if you can be that person, be a resource and build relationships and and build bridges instead of burning them down, that's where we are. And, and that's where you should be as a as a pool professional. And I see a lot of this on, on all the Facebook groups. I mean, it's funny to watch and, and it, 
it, it can be bad and it can be good because there are guys on there who, who I think have commented or, or posted some comments to someone who, who was new in the business and, and had what they thought was a stupid question. There's no stupid questions. So there are a lot of people out there willing to help. And I like that about the social groups that are out there and about our page that are out there. You can find us on social media as well. It, everything's a resource. We just want to be a resource and build this business and, and make it better. Well, I think you make a great point, you know, help people out, train them. I think people also have to look at it when you do those things, it's going to generate you more money. For example, I will train anyone, anything they want to know. If I know how to do it, I'll show them how to do it. Guess what? I have a lot of pool guys and girls that don't do certain repairs or don't do repairs at all. But because they've seen what I do, if it's through social media, if it's through uh, my trade association, IPSA, or, you know, I sometimes will show people how to work on like Hayward equipment. And then they'll be like, well, I don't really want to do this aspect or whatever. And so they always call me for the repairs. And that generated me more money by trying to help somebody out. And, you know, those people figure they now know how to do it, but they don't want to or whatever their reason. So, again, it generates money. I admire you for that. Tell, you're you're doing some work with women in the industry. How is that going? That's another thing that I'm trying to grow within the women's group that I run is try to make it so that it is a, a place they can go and ask questions and it, and that's like two reps and other people. It's a place that they know that everyone supports them. Um, I have a couple ladies that I help out within the group as well. I go on, they'll call me and say that they have an issue. If it's something I feel I need to show them, I go on the job site and show them how to do it step for step. Or, um, you know, sometimes I've even lent my equipment to them. You know, they needed a submersible pump. Here you go. Borrow it. It's just that, you know, I like to call it a family feel, you know, that you always know you have that person um, next to you. Tim, how do you do networking within your community? Like I talked about before, um, just being helpful to anyone out there who's who's asking questions. I think, like I said before, there's no stupid question, but I'm on I'm on social media a lot and I offer help where I can. Um, I do still attend trade shows and I think they're real important. Trade show season is winding down. Uh, isn't it? We got a couple more. Yeah. Left. I'm going to be at the Western show March 10th through 12th. And I believe that's the last one, at least on the West coast. I'm very, very excited to go. So I took my, my son to the uh, San Antonio show and he's six. So that was his first show. And I remember going as a kid with, with my dad and, um, Back in the in the seventies, the late seventies, we were at a show in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I either had the run. It was a different time then. I either had the run of the hotel, and I would play in the arcade all night, or I would sit at the tables and and talk with my mom and dad and watch everyone dance and and do crazy things. And I got an opportunity to. Uh, I was just running up and down the the elevators pretty much all night, and uh, Tom Bosley and Red Skelton were in an elevator. In at the Hyatt Regency in Dallas, Texas, I thought, man, that was pretty cool. And those two guys spent about 40 minutes with me just hanging out and, and talking. So <clears throat> that was pretty awesome. 
I remember going to the trade shows as a kid and we, we would, uh, me and my sister were allowed to like run around the floor while my parents did their thing. And so me and my sister would go around and we'd call it trick or treating. And, you know, you have like the little candy bowls at every single table, take the candy and the pens and the, the envelope cutters. And then my parents would, just like you would for someone who literally went trick or treating, we'd have to, we'd go back to the hotel, we'd have to pour out our bag and they take stuff out like the envelope openers so we can cut ourselves. Because in my family, pool conventions were our family vacations. Absolutely. I, I remember that. What's funny was my parents would leave for a week before, then they'd go to the show and then I'd, they would fly me in later on and we'd spend another week. So I totally agree. You know, our parents really forged a way for us and, um, in, in this business, in this industry. And, and they really forged a path, you know, with all the mom and pop businesses, my mom and dad were connected with every dealer in their surrounding area. And they, they traveled together. They'd go to shows together. They'd go to dinners together. They were involved in trade associations together. And I think that's where we are today, you know, building our tribe of people, building our network, building our family of, of dealers and, and service people and, and people that are working in this, this industry. Onlinepoolclasses.com. Learn more. Learn better. Your future is waiting for you. Start your online journey to success. Onlinepoolclasses.com. to phrase it this way but that's the best way to phrase it the old school way when it comes to networking it does work and i wish the younger generation could see that and start joining in on it more when i again talk to people about ipsa or you know just talking with them at the supplier they just keep saying that they don't have time. They have like excuse after excuse. And how's that going to make you better? I Thursday night, we had a mini trade show at uh, leisure supply. I was tired and I really wanted to go to bed, but I still went and I went because I like maintaining my relationships with this, with the vendor reps. You know, I get to see my Hayward reps multiple times a day, a uh, week, but I don't get to see all the other ones that frequently. So I still want to be there and talk to them and see if there's something new or see if there's something that um, is going to benefit my customers or the women in my women's group or however I can get it. But you don't have a lot of the younger generation there. And I did notice that. I'm not saying there was none, but majority of the room was definitely not newer people in the industry and it's and it is it that they're afraid to go to these things are they afraid that they're going to look stupid because they don't know everything like why why won't they come and join is probably my biggest question when i can think of so many reasons to go when i'm tired and want to go to bed our biggest challenges now with the show season coming to a close soon will be creating relationships with your product reps 
And, and if you don't know who they are, find out who they are. They are a great resource. Don't take advantage of them. Don't be mean to them. We're, we're in a challenged time of getting parts and, and pieces. And, and I have some great product reps that I work with right now that if I need a part for something, I may know they don't have it. I'll hit them up weekly and just say, Hey, you know, just reminding you that I need this part. And the squeaky wheel, you know, gets the, uh, I don't know what that phrase is, but that they, you know, they always told me, you keep reminding me, I got this, here you go. And there might be 10 of the people waiting in line. And I, I, I do feel bad because we're, we're having these shortages, but creating those relationships with your, with your product reps, find out who they are. And then distribution, wherever you're buying, pricing is going up like crazy. So it's time to start creating relationships with your branch managers and find out their names, uh, who they are, whether they have somebody in sales, find out who they are, get to know them and try to work out this pricing as best you can. It's going to be difficult, but uh, the more relationships you create, the more opportunities and more doors will open for you later on, build these bridges. And then now's a great time to start planning for the trade shows of next year. The dates are already out there. So it's a great opportunity to start looking at those, looking at the education that's offered because there's tons of classes, whether you're just a service guy in a truck, single pull, whether you're someone who's got 10 retail stores, there's tons of education out there. I think also another reason it's good to be friendly with your distribution is they will do more for you than someone that never only comes in for chlorine or they never see in person. It's like, I get time is money, but maybe it's good to maybe once a month go into the distribution and talk with the counter people and, and joke with them and, you know, have a better relationship because I'll tell you last season, when we were having the tab shortage, my suppliers would hold tabs for buckets of tabs for me because one, I didn't have anywhere to store it. So they're like, yep, just get them as you go. Or they're like, yeah. We have tabs. Do you want some? I'm like, oh, I can't put that amount of money out right now because I'm a smaller business. And they're like, well, we'll just hold on to however many buckets you want. Obviously, it's going to be reasonable. I was like five. But um, they're like, yeah, just pick them up as you need them. And if I did not have those relationships with those people, I would have been like some of these other companies with no chlorine all summer long and lose my business. So those relationships are huge to build. Pretty much build a relationship with anybody in the industry that can benefit your business. And I know that sounds very selfish or manipulative, but don't worry. Like when it comes to the vendors and the distribution, they will see the benefits from you doing that. I've, I've had, I've been hit up. I'm, I've got a guy, there's someone in Houston and uh, someone about 45 minutes north of me. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anyone who's been that rude. And believe me, I know I, I'm one thing I've seen on social media and I've been hit up a couple times, Kelly, is that, uh, there are some pool dealers that are bringing in product. They've, they've arranged for containers of, of tablets, um, and, uh, containers of, of chemical from China and they're, they're hitting up other pool dealers and, and sharing the material and they're selling they're selling tablets and, and trying to curb the, the price increases that we've all seen and help everyone out. Have you had that happen? Have you, have you been asked about that? I guess the closest thing that I've ever seen was when after Texas had their freeze and 
you would see everybody trying to be like, hey, what parts do you need if we have them, you know, you know, we all have the graveyard of pool parts. And, you know, sometimes those come in handy in, in that situation. I think it was where you saw people saying, hey, we need this. Does anybody have it? And you have other people be like, yeah, I got it. I'll, I'll ship it to you. Uh, that was amazing to watch because I know in my my local pool community, we are very supportive of each other. You know, I'm going through a divorce and all of my all of them are there to help me out. And not just in the business way, but just support me personally. And that's what I got from these people helping the Texas uh, damage is, yep, I'm going to help you the best I can. So it's nice to see that more on a national level than just what you see at home. And that's just, it shows how great the pool community really is. I was down here in, in Texas when we had that big snow and we had the freeze and uh, I remember it was difficult getting parts, but I, I'd see uh, memes on on Facebook and someone would post a picture of a three-way valve and it'd be a thousand dollars. He's like, don't lowball me. I know what I've got. <laughs> so I'd see all kinds of people posting pictures of like 30 three-way valves and, and, and who wants them. Yeah. Everyone was out there trying to help get parts and uh, everyone was posting, you know, do you have this? Do you have that? So that, that's a, that's a great way. It's a, that's a, true source of, of networking right there at its, at its best. Yeah. For me, a uh, majority of the communication I get, cause I get calls from across the country is people just asking my advice on like Hayward equipment, though, how to work it, how to troubleshoot it, stuff like that. Um, I haven't had anybody call me to, you know, get parts or chemicals yet. Minus my sister, obviously she's going to, but um, yeah, Mine's more of just educating people. And it's kind of neat when you have those people like in Texas or Southern California, and then you finally get to meet them. And I then am able to call them on what their specialty is. And I'm not just stuck to my five people or my IPSA chapter or my distribution. I have a network of everyone in all different areas and I love having that network because what I experience here is going to be different than what you experience in Texas or Andrea experiences in Florida. And that will help me if I come up with a situation that's similar to those areas and I can like what works best. I totally agree. That's a, that's a, you know, with this network talking pools podcast network, we've got people in, in all kinds of different States. So uh, I think it's fantastic and, and a good source uh, of information uh, when we're asking questions out there. So that's good. I think it's a, I think what we've created with this, with Rudy and Andrea and Heather, it's different than other people. Um, and the benefit to it is like you said, we have almost every region almost uh, represented. And I really appreciate that because, you know, when we had our tab shortage, and everyone thought it was ma- it was mainly that plant in Louisiana that blew up. And that's why it was happening here in California. We were experiencing that a few months prior. So me being the person who wants to help everyone out, I was like letting my sister know, Hey, we're having a shortage on tabs. Start stocking up. Tell your, tell your friends, tell your IPSA chapter members, tell distribution. And then it happened. And yeah, so it was kind of neat to 
be able to give that input to, to that California does see things differently. Um, for some reason with talking with my sister, it seems like what happens in California happens about two to three months prior to hitting her in Houston. So like when I get the price increase letter, it's a little sooner than her or the best one was I took a picture of the price increase letter one time from SEP, sent it to her. She went to the suppliers like, I need to stock up on this. They pull her to the side and tell her, ask her, how did you find out about this? Because we are so nervous to tell you guys we haven't given it out just yet. And she's like, oh, my sister took a picture and she posted it online. Everyone knows. I think, and honestly, I wish more people took advantage of the pool, the social media pool groups. Uh, because I, I love participating, giving my feedback, but I also love that I can go there and ask a question and hopefully fingers crossed. I don't get, you know, bashed, but on the good groups, it's just nice to have that other community. What is, is there a list of, Oh, I was just going to say, isn't the same saying it's like, sometimes it's better to have a second set of eyes or something like that. Is there a list of good groups and bad groups? Yeah, the one I, I got that... picked out of, you know, that, that's not necessarily <laughs> the good group. Yes, I, I am with Andrea. I have one group I'm not part of. I try not to get kicked out of those groups, which I'm surprised. because I, I got kicked out because I was defending the people who get the newer guys who get bashed. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Stop doing this because then they don't want to ask the questions. And then they're going to go out there and mess everything up. And then you're going to bitch about them messing it up. So it's like, come on, just get loosen up. And yeah, they kicked me out. I, I'm I'm hoping the guy who kicked me out, he was just having a bad day. But whatever. We'll see if you get back in. Eh, it's been almost two years. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of a group that doesn't want me. So it's okay. It's okay. I, I agree. Well, we've learned a lot about building your tribe of professionals and building relationships and, and friendships along the way. And it's a... It's a good opportunity, like we talked about before, to start pre-planning for the the shows. And uh, I see on on Facebook that when people are attending shows, they always ask, "Hey, you want to meet up?" You know, they start creating meetups and and people getting together. That's so great to see in the pool industry, and so awesome. It's so much fun too. Like I do that a lot. It's so much fun to finally see in person someone you talk about, talk to all the time online or something. An example, I went to Ipsa leadership, what, two weeks ago or weekend of inspiration, they call it now. And, um, I finally got to meet Paulette, uh, Andrea's mom. And I always wanted to meet her. I've talked to her on the phone on social media. So it was like, Oh my God, I get to finally meet you. That's so cool about what we're doing on social media. And that makes it more fun. I, I'm telling you, people need to really take advantage of the trade associate or not trade associate, the trade shows, like just be fun, relax, talk to all the vendors, you know, maybe go out to dinner if they invite you to go out to dinner or like you said earlier, the offer, Hey, can we go get a cup of coffee? Like for me, pool conventions are super fun, but that's because I've taken the time to meet a lot of people. I don't know everybody. I haven't met everybody. That's why ever going to I'm not saying you need to be like me and go to every single show, um, you know, in your area, there's always someone new you can meet always somebody with a different perspective and somebody with different experiences that will always benefit you. And I love that every time I've gone to those shows, when I come home, I have a new person I can call 
for advice on whatever the subject is. And believe me, networking will help you across the board. There's no reason networking should not be your goal. Thank you everyone for listening to our show, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Please review us, follow us, like us, share the podcast as often as you like. This helps us help other pool professionals like you. Thanks for listening to the end of our podcast. I hope you've gained some knowledge. Uh, I hope we've helped you in some way. If we have, let us know. Um, Send us an email, talkingpools at gmail.com. We want to be that resource for all of you, all of the pool professionals out there that are grinding every day. So if you have any questions, send us an email. We'd love to get those on the air and on a show, and we'll get those answered for you. So thanks again for listening. Uh, You can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify. We're on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're everywhere at Talking Pools Podcast. Uh, Thanks again for listening to our show, Tuesdays with Tim and Kelly. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 